mindset by faith. So we'll continue our lesson tonight on renewing the mind by faith. And in this lesson, all this week, what we've been doing is dealing with illustration, demonstration of revealing to you how these truths work. Okay, how these truths manifest. Okay, because it's one thing to know the word of God. It's one thing to understand, to know what the scriptures are. To confess them. To have them marked in your Bibles. But it's not you just having them marked, which is good. Knowing where the scriptures are, that's good. But here is what make, you know, when the, uh, put the rubber, when the feet, what, what do you say, the rubber hit the pavement? Or the rubber meet the road? It's when you act. See? Faith is an act. And remember, we put a major emphasis upon faith this whole year. And so our opening scripture that we've been using, theme scripture we've been using for the year is 1 John 5, 4, uh, which says, Whosoever or whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcomes what? The world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. It is our faith. So you already have overcoming world faith in you now. But it's not me. It's not enough just to have it in my born again spirit and not knowing how to release all of the goodness of God that is in me so that my body, my behavior, my attitude, my outlook, my mental disposition, everything about me can experience this glorification that is in me through the new birth. And this is where we are. So we're at a place of learning how to do what? To renovate. That's what the word renewed means. It means to renovate. It means to restore. It means to revive. So what are you doing? You're restoring the mindset back to its original setting so that it can become teachable again. Because before we got born again, some of our mindset was so far out. I mean, even as a believer, things happen in life and your mind began to, it had drifted so far that whereas you was almost like in a backslidden stage. But then you heard the word of God that brought forth a conviction. See, God's word don't bring condemnation. It brings conviction. Conviction and condemnation is different. Conviction of God's word is always telling you who you are and what you have in him, what he done for you. It's never condemnation. Why? Because it's not anything you did. It's everything he did for you. But you and I have to be the one to open up and do what? Receive it, right? And so we've been dealing with, uh, in this segment about the renewed mindset, dealing with there are four basic ways that God will talk to you in renewing your mind. Number one, we've been talking about the voice of your conscience. Everyone has a conscience. Are you understand what I'm saying? We all have a conscience. And I'm, you know, I'm convinced that our consciousness did not come into place until one man's transgression, which was the first Adam. So when Adam... When Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge, 
Notice it wasn't just a tree of good and evil. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the moment he done that, then now he has a conscience that can tell you what's right and what's wrong. But God never intended for us to live by conscience. God intended for us to draw from him, to, you know, live life in him. God is good. And in him there is what? No darkness. Amen. So now we have to do what? Make a decision. That's what repentance is. Repentance are, when we say repentance, as John would say in John, I think it's in Matthew uh, 3, uh, 2, uh, uh, the other gospel, 1, uh, 14 or something like that. John would say repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. What does he mean? He say, change your mindset. Bring fruit uh, uh, of, uh, to, uh, of repentance. What is that? To bring fruit of repentance is, is to show forth that where here's the evidence that a changed life has come about. You have to make a decision to choose it. Can you see it? See, you, it's, it's, that's what a living sacrifice is about. A living sacrifice is one that dedicates, he or she committed themselves to dedicate themselves to the Lord on a daily basis. Amen? You dedicate, you're dedicating your life, you're dedicating everything about you. Why? Because, look at this, uh, Romans chapter 11. And let's look at this again in verse 36. Notice this. It, the Bible says, for of him and through him and to him are all things. I can't get away from that scripture. That's a powerful verse of scripture. It says, for of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Can you see that? Put that in the NLT just for a moment. Uh, Casey. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. That's you and I. This new birth that you and I have, notice this. It is intended for God's glory. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying here? And you go that, and now you jump down there to Romans 12, 1, and he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Wow. Can you see that? And that's why, and if you don't renew your mind, with the word of God, you are not going to be able to experience all that God done for you. Hmm? Why? Because you, as a, you have to submit yourself, yield yourself willingly to allow the word of God through the blood of Jesus to do what? To cleanse or to purge your conscience from dead works. What is dead works? Anything of your past. Now, it does have some religious 
unscriptural thing that people want you to do, but mainly it's dealing with your past. So your conscience, you have to, you need to have your conscience that 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 is delivered from dead works, so that whereas when the enemy and notice it, only the blood of Jesus could cleanse your conscience. He's already done it. But you have to be one, as Romans six sixteen says, uh, know ye not to whom you therefore yield yourselves to, or servants you become. So who to whom you yield yourself servant, his servant you become, whether it be sin unto death or obedient unto righteousness. So you have to make quality decisions right in the midst of circumstances that are not favorable, conditions that are not favorable, attitudes may flare that's not, that is not uh, favorable. But you have to be the one to keep your heart Void of offense. Did you hear me? All of this is part of renewing your mind. So renewing your mind is not like to say you're going to escape into a utopic world where there's no confrontation, there's no... No! You know, I, you know, speaking to a few people, you know, on the job or whatnot, some, someone went to... Uh, uh, Puerto Rico, someone went somewhere and they spent 14 days and said, oh, I didn't want to come back. Everything was so beautiful till I got back. <laughs> I mean, when they got back on the job, it was like, ah, reality set in. No, this is the real world. But the victory is already yours. You have to do what? You have to be one to release it by faith. You have to allow the Holy Spirit. Remember, notice what he said here. And so, meaning a continuation from Romans eleven thirty six. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to do what? Give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done for you. Let them be a what? Living and what? Holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. I mean, when somebody, when people, not, no one's watching you. Not only when somebody watching you, you know, I want to act Christian-like. No. This is our attitude. That's what, that's what the word renewed means. It means to have a new attitude. One translation say, what well, is new ideas? That's the Holy Spirit that then purge your conscience with the blood of Jesus. The other basic way that God will talk to you is through his word. You know, Psalm 138.2 said, God placed his word, what, above his own name. Right? Heaven and earth, uh, what, 1 Peter uh, 1.24, uh, I mean 324, heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will remain forever. Hmm? Are y'all understand what I'm saying? John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was what? With God. And the word was God. So God places his word above his name. So the number two way that God will use to minister to you and I through a renewed mind is through the word of God. 
you got to have, you got to hear the word of God. Amen? Now, your conscience is a great mechanism that God has given to us, but your conscience is not always correct based on your thinking. <laughs> Amen? Now, your conscience can become purged as you draw nearer to God with a clean heart. All right? Okay, so put this up for a moment. Uh, um, uh, Hebrews 10. 22. It's coming. It's, it's up there. Let us, let us go right into the presence of God with what? With sincere hearts. Fully what? Trusting him. Can you see that? For our guilty conscience has been what? Sprinkled with Christ's blood. To make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. See, your conscience has already been sprinkled. That's the reason why you can, your conscience is, you can have a pure conscience. And uh, look at this. Uh, uh, is that, uh, what is that? Hebrews 10.35. So notice this. So don't throw away what? Disconfident. See, a, steer, a, a seared conscience or a conscience that's filled with dead work, it won't let you have confidence. Why? Because you'll always be thinking, I'm not worthy of this. You'll always be reminded of what happened in the past. Your always your imagination will always paint a picture of what happened, how it happened. Then you begin to question yourself like you some smart uh, Dito, you know, how could I let this happen to me? Dumb, dumb. You human. That's why you have to have the new birth. We have to have this relationship with God. That's why Paul said in Romans 7, 18, in my flesh, there is. No good thing in, in my flesh. So you should never depend on your flesh. You should never be surprised that your flesh will flare up. It will act out. It will uh, behave badly. Because it will. The only way it wants, when I say your flesh, I'm talking about your attitude. I'm talking about your outlook. The only way it wants is because you have corralled it. You trained it. You're teaching your mindset not to think in the light of what it thinks. You're teaching your mouth how to speak. You're not going to. That's what happened to Job. Job said in, in Job 325, the thing that I greatly fear. Let's put that up for a moment. Uh, Casey, uh, Job 325. He said, for the thing that I greatly fear. He said, what I have. What I always feared was what? Has what? Happened to me. What I dreaded has what? See, you see what a you see what a conscious void of offense would do? It won't let you go free. It won't release, it won't let you re, uh, release the goodness of God 
in manifestation of your life because you'll always be feeling less than. You'll always be feeling something I got to do. Hmm? It's not your goodness that you are drawn, that why you, it said, your conscience is purged by the blood of Jesus. Jesus already qualified you and I. Hmm? Verse 26 of, of Joe, of Casey. I have no peace. See, you see what a guilty conscience does? No quietness. Hmm? No rest. Only trouble comes. That's the reason why people who live in that homosexuality lifestyle, that, what is that, uh, what is it, LGBTQT or whatever you call it, uh, uh, transgender, they can't be quiet. They have no rest. They have no peace. That's why they want everybody to celebrate whatever they're doing. I mean, when you got a lifestyle that, you know, that's not right, I don't want everybody to know. I don't want everybody to celebrate my wrong, right? Did you, did you want everybody to celebrate your wrong? You were trying to do what? I was trying to hide it. Is that right? That go to tell you what did. I'm just trying to show you what happened when your conscience is, 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 is seared. Because what are you doing? You're taking away the mechanism God put in you to know right from wrong. And if you continue down that road, you become a reprobate mind. That's, what is that? Romans 1, 18 through 32? Yeah. You can, be, you can have a reprobate mind. See, you'll, notice this. Put this up. See, you have no peace, no quietness, no rest. I'm telling you. Why? Because when you are quiet, that conscience is, 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 is letting you know this is wrong. So you can't get quiet. You can't get peaceful. I mean, just think about it. You're living an adulterous lifestyle. You're doing something that's a, you can't get quiet. Why? Because if I get quiet, I'm going to get convicted. My conscience is going to bring me to a place of conviction. So that's why you numb yourself with drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. Why? To keep myself Well, I won't have to think. But you can go so far that that conviction power of God won't even mess with you anymore. And I don't think it's not that God not messing with you. It's not conviction. I just think you'd have got so far out there that whereas you don't want any attention from God's law. You say, all oh, this is a part of renewing the mind? Absolutely. Because this is what our greatest fight. Why is there so many Christians, we, we, we win some and we lose some? No, we need to have the mindset, I'm going to win all the time. Amen? Notice this. Your conscience will either accuse you or excuse you. It'll make excuses or it will be, or it will accuse Why? Because... It is there, set by God, to show you. Romans 
They demonstrate that God's law is written in their heart for their own conscience and thought. You hear that? Your own conscience or thought either what? Accuse them or tell them they are doing right. Your own conscience. Can you see it? All right. Put this up there, Casey. First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. And then I think go to verse 19. Is that it? Is that, oh, that's first, go to second Timothy? I don't know. It, it, I'm looking for the, the word that, that shipwreck, that faith, I think that's verse 19. Well, Hamanias and Alexander, that faith was shipwrecked. Okay, so now go to verse 9. 1 Timothy. Uh, okay, now go to 1 Timothy uh, 1 9. And then go to verse 19. Okay, that's right. Uh, that's the NLT. For the law was not intended for people who do what is what? Right. It is for people who are what? Lawless? Rebellious? Who are ungodly? Sinful? Who consider nothing sacred and defiled? What is holy? Who kill their father or mother and commit other murders? I think there was another verse is it verse 5 that talks about the conscience in there? Okay, that's what. There it is. That's what I wanted. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with what? Love. That's the key right there to having a pure conscience. Is walking in love. I'm not, God's love now. Okay? The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that come from what? See? A pure heart. A clear conscience. And genuine faith. Think about it. Your faith won't even work right. Hmm? Why? Because your conscience is not clear. Sometimes people do things as believers. We do things to do what? To try to make a wrong right by going an extra mile doing this. Now, what are you trying to do? You're trying to satisfy within yourself. It's a makeup. No. No, you, it's never going to be enough. Hmm? Romans 2.15 is always going to be that, either accusing or excusing. It's, it's, it's there to show you. So what do I do? I repent. That's the easiest way out. I repent. Lord, that was wrong. I was wrong. Forgive me. 
So what is that? That's a subsequent repentance. Why? Because I'm still growing. I'm still changing. That's different from the repent of me being born again. I don't need to repent but one time to, be, to enter into the kingdom of God. Sometimes people think they got to go and get saved all over again. Why? Based on their own doing, based on their own feeling, based on their own mistake. No. But there is a subsequent repentance, meaning this, that you're always, you're always, the word is always bringing you to greater light, greater understanding, greater awareness. And then when you see it, when your perception is there, then you begin to say, man, I've been wrong about that a long time. And you notice how, how gracious God was with you. Notice this, what it said. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with what? Love. We don't believe in the love that God has for us. That's what caused your conscience to be pure. It's the blood of Jesus that cleansed your conscience from dead works. And every time you repent, it's purging your conscience. Hmm? Now you have the devil that you have to deal with that will always try to hold you there. But you have to be the one to say, no, shut up. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. Right? So the purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with love that come from a what? Pure heart. That's not how much your spirit, that's how much your soul, a pure heart. Amen? Now, Casey, go down there to verse 19. Cling to your faith in Christ. What does the word cling mean? Hold on, huh? Hold on. Hold on tight, you know, like that bull. Hold on to that thing. Hold on to that rascal, man. Is that right? You know how you, I like the rodeos. I've I, I, I only been to one, but I see it on TV. How they can hold that. You ever see that, Brother Johnny? Oh, man. They, 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 man, look. What? I tell you what, it makes me feel like I'm right there in that pen, right there with him. That thing, that bull, crazy as a Bessie bug, huh? Cling, that's what it means. Cling to your faith. Huh? Because sometimes the enemy will come in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord will raise up a stand. That's Isaiah 59, 12. Amen. But notice it. Cling to your faith in Christ. Can you see it? Notice the word. Cling to your faith where? Come on. Where is it? In Christ. It's not in you. That's why your conscience can be pure because what? It was his life that purged it. It was his blood that gave me, brought me back to the place that I can now allow my conscience as my great aunt used to tell me. I never knew what that meant. I just really learned all that, what that meant a few years ago. Baby, I wouldn't even save you. I wouldn't even think about being saved. <laughs> Baby, let your conscience be your guide. 
And you know, you do wrong. You know, you ever done something wrong the first time, and you know how how it convicted you, how bad you felt. And you know, you go back and you repeat that again. It don't the 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 conviction of it is what less and less. Is that right? Why? Because you are not paying attention. You're not clinging to your faith in Christ. Well, I didn't have no faith in Christ then. I didn't know. And keep your conscience what? Clear. For some people have what? Deliberately violated their consciousness. As a result, their faith has been what? Shipwrecked. That means they left. They started out. But they stopped believing. They stopped living. They stopped clinging to their faith in Christ. Can y'all see that? Oh, shakale. Thank you, Lord. All right. Now, watch this. So here, Paul himself, look at Romans chapter 9. Look at verse 1. He said, with my, he said, with Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit, what? Confirms it. Go to the next verse. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief. Why? Because what he did, he did it out of an honest heart. Crucifying the church, persecuting the church. Huh? Next verse. But he did it out of ignorance. For my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters, I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. You see his heart for the Jewish people? Next verse. They are the people of Israel, chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed his glory to them. He made covenants with them. He gave them his law. He gave them privileges of worshiping him and receiving his wonderful promises. Hmm? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their ancestors, and Christ himself was an Israelite. As far as his human nature is concerned, and he is God, the one who rules over everything is worthy of eternal praise. Did you get that? Now, I want you to go over here as I pre prepare to close. I want you to go over here to Hebrews chapter 9 one more time and look at these verses of scriptures, Hebrews 9 and Hebrews 10. And we'll close with this. Hebrews 9, 14, Casey. I don't want to get stuck. Just think about, just think how much more the blood of Christ will what? What it will do? What the blood of Christ will do? Purify or purge, right? Our conscience from what? Sinful deeds so that we can what? 
worship the living God? I mean, sometimes people, you know, look, you know, when, when I, was, I grew up as a Baptist boy, and we used to have this little, you know, we used to have communion every first Sunday. And, you know, if you've been out all night, Saturday night, and you just really got in Sunday morning, you know, they used to say, you know, <clears throat> you don't go take no communion after you've been out all night, right? And people, they bring you the little elements, what you do, you say, no, you try to be polite. See, based on my own goodness, based on my own righteousness, I'm trying to act like I saved myself. Uh, or I'm not, you know, I'm not going to play with God with this. Notice what this says. So when it said, just think of how much, well, it actually started talking about how the blood of an animal could not cleanse. Right? But it said, now just think about how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sin from thee. Old King James said, from dead work so that we can worship the living God. You can't worship God with a, with a, with a conscience of full of dead works. Because it'll always be coming back up, reminding you, holding you as a hostage in your own mindset, Brother George. And you're always thinking, I got to do this to, to make myself better. I got to do this to make myself. No, you don't. Because you can't. Amen. And I'm pretty sure all of us have tried to live something to make ourselves better. And we always find ourselves right back in a worse place. Yes, yes sir. Myself out, I took claim to that for whatever reason. I may be wrong, but I mean, I had to, I had to give myself a little glory because I see I did this. Well, no, God will work with us. There are ways that the Holy Spirit work with us in ways that we don't understand. We think that we have to straighten ourselves up. We think, oh, I got myself in this mess, I got to get myself out. Well, I understand the concept. But in actuality, it wasn't you that got yourself out. He gave it was he it was your it was his conscience that he put in you to do what? To get you start moving in the right direction. And when you did that, he was there to help you. Oh, yeah, you, you, yeah you, you just have to make a decision. See what happened most time people don't make a decision. They just say, it is what it is. I am what I am. And that's a lie. See, they're trying to, like I say, there's no rest, there's no peace. What are they? They're trying to keep themselves loud, rowdy, so that they don't pay attention to. That's right. So, Brother Johnny, you know, hey. That's a little bit more deer sausage now. <laughs> no, yeah, because put your right and one more thing to say. Okay. Completely right. I understand, I respect that. But you was um man, I mean that, I'm sorry. But anyway, if if 
If I go and tell those guys something about God, they say, man, get out of here with that. What you talking about? You got to tell them it's yourself. And you say, I, you know, I'm just, it may be wrong, but. Well, 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 but see, again, that's why they tell you get out of there when you say what God did, but because that word is convicting. Because all humans were created to know God. There's an intuitive knowledge that God put in all of us. Nobody did nothing on their own. God put that in them. Now, some will say, well, I grew up as an, what do you call that, atheist? So they may have grew up in a household and say, well, my parents never taught me anything about God. It was, we were anti-God. No, you were, no, you were not always anti-God because either the word wrong or you wrong. And I'm going to just say right now, you were wrong because the word is not wrong. Now, you may have gone so far to where as you don't remember. But if you sit down long enough, the Holy Ghost will show you when you believe. It will show you when he was talking with you. That's the reason why people who live in that fast lane, they can't, again, that's why they can't be quiet. They don't want to hear. They don't want to know. And the devil is on the other end doing all he can to help them to destroy their life. Do I have time? I don't have time. Okay, look. Say, so just think of how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deed so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sin. That's why you can, that's why you're conscious. You can use your, why? Because it was he who had no sin, purged our conscience from dead works. Right? Okay, watch this. Go to, um, I know I'm going to fast forward this. Go to Hebrews chapter uh, 2. Chapter 1, I mean, chapter, chapter 10, verse 1. Look at verse 1 and 2. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. I used my phone this morning when I was teaching this class. Like, it would be like a pre-replica of what the real, I think I got a 12. I don't know what I got. It's old. But it's a 12. What is that? That's a 12? Okay. But let's just say it hadn't come out. But they gave me a shadow or prerequisite of what the new iPhone would look like. Now, I can't use it. I can't use any of the functions. But I have a pattern in my hand, and it gave me a list of showing what this phone is going to be able to do. This is what this is saying here. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow. They had part vision, part light, part understanding. You follow what I'm saying? A preview of the things to come, not the good things themselves. 
I didn't have the good thing because it, it wasn't working. I just had one that looked like. It felt like. It was like that, but I couldn't use it. It didn't, none of the functions worked. This is what they had, a shadow. Not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under the old system were repeated again and again. That's what made people conscious void of offense. That's why they just, huh? And notice this. Well, the sacrifice under the uh, under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. You always felt guilty. You always felt less than. Verse 2, closing. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifice would have stopped. Whew. Did you hear that? The sacrifices would have stopped if it could provide. I mean, the blood of an animal, the, oh, the system, the shadow. For the worshiper would have been purified once for all time and their feelings of guilt would have what? Disappeared. This is why you have to take this by faith. Okay, one more verse, Casey. Notice this. But instead, those sacrifices actually did what? Reminded them of their sins year after year. Is there one more? For it is not possible for the blood of a bull and a goat to take away sin. It was by his own blood and he purged your conscience from dead works. And that's why you can repent every time you hear these truths. You can say, I changed my mind about how I think of it like this. I changed my mind how I look at that. And you allow the Holy Spirit to start working. And little by little, he's digging out. He's cleansing out. Y'all follow me? It's like a sewage line. It's clogged up. Got to get an auger. 150 feet to go down in there. Until it hit whatever it is. That's what the Holy Spirit. He's like an auger. He cut, keep going, keep going. Till he wrote a root of everything that's in there. Everything that got you bound. And then it pushes through. And then you jump up. Woo! I'm free. Amen? <laughs> Y'all catch that illustration. You jump up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Glory to God. I got it now. Well, that's all we have for you. Amen?